All right, welcome. We're so glad to have you all join us. Again, my name is Doug. I'm with Decision Point. If it sounds like I'm talking really fast, it's because I am, because we ran out of time last time, and so we're going to be going full speed this time. I got my partner, Joseph, with me. What's up, guys? How's Say it going? hi to Joseph. All right. So Joseph is from the Bay Area. Anyone from the Bay Area? All Let's right. go. Go okay. Warriors. Some love. All right. Some love. And I am from Orange County. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Got the Angels hat here. All right. So we're going to talk about three things today, right? We're going to talk about how to share the gospel clearly and confidently. We've got three challenges for you. And last, how you can lead outreach on your campus. So just by a show of hands, uh, who here goes to a public school, a public high school, public junior high? Okay, cool. Um, how about private school? That's a private school. Okay. Uh, my, my kids were homeschooled. I know they got a large homeschool network in California. Any homeschoolers here? All right, cool. Praise God. God can use all of you in different ways at different schools for sure. So, again, we're going to be talking about how to proclaim the gospel, how to reach your friends, and also how to reach your school. So we'll have three challenges. And by the end of this, you can walk away with practical training on how to share. So pull out your notes. We have a worksheet. We encourage you guys to take notes on these worksheets. And this is yours to keep, by the way. We also have a gospel tract in there that you can take with you as well. And we also have a life book that you can take with you as well. These are all tools uh, that you can use to help you share the gospel, and we'll share more on that later. But I want to start off with why we share the gospel. So why is this so important in the first place? Um, I could tell you a bunch of stuff about stats and reports and, and stuff about high schools, but why don't you guys just say, you guys are there, you see what's going on at your high school. What kind of problems are there? Go ahead and just shout it out. Bullying. Bullying. Yeah. Drugs. Drugs. Yeah, right. I'm hearing all kinds of different things, right? Depression, lack of self-worth, bullying, all these things are, are big problems. Big problems. And these are all physical symptoms of a spiritual problem. And we believe that we have a solution to this. The solution is Jesus, the gospel. We believe that Jesus can set them free from habitual sin, can give them hope and purpose in life. We have a campaign right now called Meant for More. Meant for more, that you are meant for more than what this world has to offer. And you'll see more about that later on our, our outreach video. And so with this problem, we believe that God can use you you're in a unique place at your campus. We've helped students in over 500 schools proclaim their faith, and we can help you. So uh, I want to tell you a story here. Actually, Joseph is going to share about a student named Jackson and how God used him at his school. Yeah, totally. So Jackson was a student just like you guys from Richards High School in Chicago. He saw a problem at his school, and he decided to stand up for Christ and address it. He became a decision point leader. He started a Christian club at his school, and he decided to lead an outreach week on his campus. During that outreach week, uh, he invited dynamic guest speakers. They gave out free food. And check this out, guys. Over 270 students came and heard the gospel that week. Dozens of, of students accepted Christ for the first time, and many others recommitted 
their lives to him. Now, one student that Jackson followed up with uh, was named Muhammad. Now, Muhammad, he came from a Muslim background, and um, he, he, he came to the outreach day after day after day, and by the end of the outreach week, God had gotten a hold of his heart, and he decided to give his life to Christ. And this is what he said after that happened. He said, I am not a Muslim anymore. I've decided to follow Jesus. Now, Muhammad, he's reading through the Bible and he's experienced the joy of knowing Jesus and the love of God that comes only through Christ. Can any of you relate with that? Now, I want you guys to check out what he said on social media recently. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a student who didn't know Christ the week before. That's insane. So um, what I really want to drive across today is, is this. If God can use Jackson to reach Muhammad, God can use you to reach just one student at your school. Now, you might be encouraged by this powerful story about Jackson, but you might also be discouraged thinking, okay, that's cool what God did with Jackson, but there's no way he could do that with me. Like, you don't know me, Joseph. Well, I want to <laughs> tell you that not only can the Lord use you, but he's also with you as he uses you. And according to Ephesians 3, Matthew 28, and 1 Timothy 4, God is able, God is with you, and God can use you even though you're young. Now, you might be able to see that the Lord is with you and has called you to proclaim the gospel to others, but you might also think, yeah, I'm not allowed to at school, right? That's actually wrong. You're protected legally to share the gospel at your school, and there's two laws that allow you to do it. You got the First Amendment and the Equal Access Act. And I want you to write these on your worksheets so, so you remember them later. So let's talk about the First Amendment. Is anyone familiar with the First Amendment at all? Okay, we got some, a few junior lawyers in here. Okay, cool. All right, so the First Amendment guarantees your freedom of speech during non-instructional time. This means that you can tell other people about Jesus. You can pray, read the Bible, give out uh, gospel tracts. You can wear Christian clothes, and you can't get legally persecuted for it. The second is the Equal Access Act. And this essentially states that Christian clubs are to be treated equally to secular clubs. So if you guys have like a, a LARPing club or like a Harry Potter club at your school or something, and they're allowed to uh, host events, bring in guest speakers, et cetera, et cetera, then the Christian club is as well. And as you, uh, so essentially, now that you know that it's possible and that the law is on your side, what can you do? For the rest of our time, we want to dive into how you can actually share your faith on your school campus. And my simple question to you guys is this. What if, what if God used you to share the gospel with your friends, your classmates, your school, and this entire generation? As you think through that, let's check out this video to see how God used students just like you guys to bring the gospel to their entire school. Sharing the gospel at, at Tienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. 
I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like, following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel, some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world, and I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past, and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. So yeah, one of the one of the things that uh, that student said is, you know, the high school are like the biggest mission field. You guys know that at your school, if you got a thousand, two thousand students, when they leave, they're all going to go. Some are going to go to college, some are going to go to the military, some are going to go to workforce, some are going to take gap years. They're all going to go all these different places, and they're going to take with them what they got in high school. And what if one of those things that they take with them could be the gospel? right? The love of Jesus. So I want to ask you guys, what are a few things that stood out from the video? Anything that stood out, go ahead and just shout it out. Preferably one at a time, but in, what stood out? Just any one thing about the video. Yeah, right? A lot of people came. Yep, definitely. Yep, with so many people legally, right? Just like Joseph said. And so they stepped out in faith, right? They stepped out in faith and God used them and God can use you too. So to host on-reach, uh, I mean on-campus outreach like that, it takes a Christian club. Uh, you know, normal students can't just go request a gym and do an outreach. They're usually done through Christian clubs. Do we have any Christian club leaders in here right now? Raise your hand. All right, awesome. Got a few. I know the first session we had several. So yeah, God can use you in this unique position to host outreaches. And we didn't want to invite you to apply for coaching. So we have volunteers and we have people that actually coach students on how to uh, lead outreach at their school. So you're not, you're not left on your own to figure it out yourself. So our ministry can help you do several things. We have student leader guides that will guide you step by step for everything. We even have club content for your club. And we also have 
39 online training videos, which you can find on decisionpoint.org. You can also apply on decisionpoint.org as well. So if you're not a club leader, but, but you attend the club, you can share this vision with the club leaders. Hey, I, I found this, this ministry out. I went to camp. You could show them the video we showed you. And you can totally share like, hey, I'll join leadership and I'll help you out, right? If there isn't a club at your school, then go start one. We help people start clubs all the time. It's really simple. If you go to a private school, you could still lead outreach there. There are so many students, even at your private Christian school, that don't know Jesus, and they'll listen to you. A lot of times they'll block out all the chapel stuff, but they will listen to you. Not all of them block that stuff out, but some do, and you're another way to reach them, right? If you're a homeschool student, then share the gospel with your homeschool friends, right? We have some homeschool students that hosted outreaches at their church and it meant for more night at their church. We had other homeschool students host an outreach at a home, at one of their homes, and like people actually came and people actually got saved, right? So God can use you wherever you're at. So we talked about three practical challenges and we're going to get into those now. We're going to have the Pray 5 Challenge the Go Witness Challenge, and the Give God's Word Challenge. And Joseph's going to come up to you guys and share about those. All right, thanks, Doug. So uh, as we think about sharing our faith, undoubtedly our most powerful tool is prayer. The Pray 5 Challenge is simply this. Commit to praying for five people for five minutes each day for five weeks. And uh, essentially, you would pray for these three things specifically. That you would have, first, that you would have an open door to share the gospel. Second, that you would share the gospel with clarity and boldness. And finally, that the people you share the gospel with would come to know Christ. It's as simple as that. I want you to listen to what a student named Daniel said when he took the Pray 5 challenge and he saw God move. He said, I began praying every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking everywhere for these moments, and guess what? I was finding them. The coolest thing that happened my senior year was the opportunity God gave me to share the gospel of Jesus with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. That conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and the questions he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve at the church together. Was personal witnessing awkward? Sure, sometimes it was. Was it worth it? A million times yes. Guys, what if we began to pray for our friends like Daniel prayed for his friend? And I want to invite you guys to take this challenge. Write on your worksheet the names of five people in your life who you would want to see come to know Christ. And these could be anyone. It could be your friends. Uh, it can be maybe kids at school that don't have any friends. Or it can be the most unlikely person. Heck, put your bully on there. Write down five names on that piece of paper. Um, and I'll go ahead and give you guys uh, about a minute or so to do that. So you guys can go ahead and do that.
right, who has written down all five names? Okay, a few people. Who's written down three names? Two names? Who needs more time? Okay, I'll give you guys a few more moments. All right, and as you guys are finishing up with those last few names, um, hey, just know each and every single name uh, that you write on that piece of paper is someone who's loved by God, someone who has a soul, and uh, yeah, someone that's valued by God. So just really keep that in mind. Um, all right, so I'm going to transition to our second challenge of the day, and that is the Give God's Word Challenge. And the Give God's Word Challenge is super simple. It's literally to, to give out God's Word to people at your school. Um, now, I want to tell you a story. Uh, Mariano was a student who came to the end of an outreach, um, and uh, he went to the outreach, and then he, uh, when the outreach was finished, he got a Bible, he took it home, he read it, and guys, he got saved after reading it. And in the years to come, he became a youth pastor. And that's just one person from just one Bible that was passed out. Imagine if even more were passed out. Imagine what could happen. Now, you might be wondering how you could actually do this. Um, so like I shared with the First Amendment, you are allowed to pass out Christian literature as long as it's not during class time. Specifically, we encourage you to pass out these, thing call, these things called life books. They're super small, um, super easy to pass out. It's literally just uh, the book of Mark. I think this one is the book of John. And there's some annotations on there done by students. Um, and it's super helpful for people who have never read the Bible before. And on the back of that life book, if you guys can kind of hold it up in the air, there's a website on the back. It's thelifebook.com, and your youth pastors can actually order hundreds of these for free through this website. All right, so I want to move on to our third challenge, and this is probably my favorite challenge. It's called the Go Witness Challenge, and it's simply this. What if you could move beyond just sharing the gospel with those five people on your list, and what if you could share the gospel with your entire campus? So pick a date this fall, find people to come with you, and proactively start conversations about Jesus with students on your campus. Sounds scary? Yeah, maybe at first. Feel like it'd be awkward? It doesn't have to be. It's so worth it. So let's root ourselves in truth, and then we'll give you guys some practical training on how to actually have these conversations. So I just want to move through real quickly three things the Bible says about why we should share our faith. And so um, the first reason is that we are God's ambassadors. God is literally pleading through us to people to be reconciled to him. That's such a beautiful image. Second, God commands us to proclaim the gospel. And finally, if we don't, then who will? So true. If we don't, who will? Right? Atheists are not going to share the, the, the gospel with people or people from other religions if we don't. And so I want to ask you, are you ready to share the gospel? When you are praying for someone and that person on your prayer five list comes up to you and says, hey, like, why do you go to church? Like, you know, how do you become a Christian? What is that even about? What are you going to tell them? When you're handing someone a Bible, by the way, students take Bibles. 
We've had students set up tables with Bibles and donuts. People were coming and getting donuts and taking a Bible. But even after the donuts run out, students were coming and just taking Bibles. Even the, at one school, even the lunch lady came and grabbed the Bible. So don't rule that out. But you're handing a Bible to someone and they're like, man, I've been wondering about this. How do you become a Christian anyways? How, how do I go to heaven? What are you going to tell them? Well, we're going to give you some practical ways to share the gospel clearly and confidently in four simple points. We'll start with using a, 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 trend, uh, a question to them. Then we'll do a transition question. And then we'll share the gospel with them. So... We're going to practice doing that right now. So I think I lost my place here. Where are we at? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I dropped the paper. All right. So we're going to practice sharing the gospel right now, right? So there's five steps. There is preparing for the conversation. There is starting the conversation. There is sharing the gospel there is inviting them to respond, and then there is preparing for follow-up, right? Okay, so let's start with starting the conversation. You got a friend that you know, right? It's as simple as this. So um, your name's Brad, right? Or what's your real name? Michael. Michael, okay. By the way, you don't need to answer this. This is just me using an example, right? Hey, Michael, have I ever, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but like, what are your thoughts on God? Like, what are your, what is your faith background? Simple as that, right? That's a way to start a conversation. So let's go ahead and practice right now. Turn to your neighbor and just something similar to what I said. Like, hey, what, go ahead and just do it now. Yeah, what I said. Here it is. Okay, I said that was pretty simple, right? So it might be a little more awkward with the stranger, right? But it doesn't have to be, right? So you're, you and your friends have decided, hey, we're going to share the gospel today, right? You got two of you, you got four of you, you got ten of you, however many there are, right? All right, we're going to share the gospel, right? You see a stranger, they're sitting on a bench waiting to get picked up, right? Hey, we're out sharing people, sharing with people today about Jesus. Um, can I ask you, what are your thoughts about Jesus? Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and do that. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing, right? Believe me, people... <laughs> People have lots of opinions about Jesus, all right? And, 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 and you want to listen to them. You want to listen to them, right? Some may give you five minutes worth of opinion on Jesus. Some may give you one second, right? Whatever they say, though, just listen to them, though. Honestly, listen to what they're saying. Uh, but here's the thing, though. Is no matter what they say, your response is the same. Hey, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Hey, can I share with you what I believe? So go ahead and practice saying that to your neighbor right now. Thanks for sharing that. Hey, can I share with you what I believe?
It's as simple as that, right? It's as simple as that. That's starting, you will be surprised at how many people, how easy it will be. You just ask them, hey, what are your thoughts? Thank you. Can I share with you my thoughts? Most people will say yes. If they say no, that's okay. Just say, all right, thanks for your time. Give them a track, walk away, right? But most people will say yes. And when they do, that's when you can share with them. And so, again, we can sit here and I could start teaching right now and just never stop teaching until the day I die about the gospel and the Bible, right? You can never know too much. But we're going to give you four simple points that you can start with, right? These are four things that you can just start with about the gospel. And that is, one, God, two, sin, three, Christ, four, our response, right? Those four things there we're going to talk about, right? And so I'm talking to someone. I know their mom's on their way to pick them up. I know I got very short time with them, and I want to share with them quickly. I'm going to say something like this. You know, God created you to know him personally. He loves you, wants to be in a relationship with you. We are all sinful. This sin separates us from God. Thankfully, God didn't leave us in our sin. He made a way. God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to pay the debt for our sin, then rose again, defeating the grave. Jesus is the only solution for our sin. He is the way and the truth and the life. But everyone has a choice. If you individually place your faith in Jesus and believe on him as your Lord and Savior, then you can know God personally and experience his love, right? That's it, really short. This is something to start with, right? You give them a gospel track. If they start talking back, you won't even know. God will put scriptures on your heart that you didn't even know you knew, right? Your scriptures are just going to start coming out. You're going to start sharing, sharing testimony, whatever it is, right? But we want people to know this. There are so many people that don't know that God loved them. There are people who don't know that God created them. Uh, this meant for more than this world has to offer. Our solution is that you're meant for a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And there are so many people that are looking for that. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for meaning. And we have answers for that. And so I want to take a moment. Why don't you guys pull out those gospel tracks there? Because these main points are actually summarized there. And you can actually use this, this tract when you're talking to people, right? So there's like big, bold letters. I'm going to have you guys practice using those main points with your neighbor. Now, they have scriptures there. Every point that I stated has a scripture to back it up. If you want to start going into that scripture with them, you can. There's more in that, uh, there's more in that booklet about like repentance and other things follow-up to do. But for right now, I want you to practice those, those four points uh, with your neighbor. So go ahead and take a minute to do so.
Okay, so I know some of you probably didn't finish, but I know we got to wrap up pretty soon here. But I do want you to take this with you and continue practicing it on your own, right? You can practice with other people today. You can practice it at home. We have further training online, uh, videos, uh, materials we can get you for further training. And that is all available. But we're going to ask you guys to spend the remainder of this time filling out your response card. Uh, whatever it is, fill it in there. Um, if, if you're not a club leader, you want to start a club, we can help you. Start filling out the response card, and you'll get a follow-up. Uh, you'll get a follow-up email or text with instructions on how to do these challenges, and also how to be used. So, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up at, at, at this time as you're filling out your response cards. And uh, I just want to put it out there as you're filling them out. Uh, if you're already a club leader, and you're like this is, I don't, you know, I don't need to think about this. I want to do this. Let's go. I'm ready to sign up. Come and talk to us today. We want to get you, uh, get you, a, you get a decision point shirt, right? You'll get a, uh, okay, I think we ran out of starter kits. So, <laughs> well, you'll eventually get one. We'll send you one. And so any leader that signs up is going to get a starter kit. So please do come up and talk to us if, if you are a club leader. Uh, if you're not a club leader and you want to start a club, we'll get you everything you need to know. And it's not only about instructions. We have networks and connections in your area that we can totally help you with. So uh, please do get those filled out. So everything is yours to keep. The, um, you turn in the response card. The worksheet is yours. The life book is yours. The gospel tract is yours. The only one thing we're asking back is the pen because we're up here for, for 10 weeks and so we ask that we keep the pins, that you return the pin, but everything else is yours to keep. Uh, if you are a youth pastor or a youth leader, uh, intern, anything, uh, if you've graduated already and you're interested in, in serving or volunteering, um, if you've graduated, you could fill that out in the response card. Youth pastors have a different uh, response card here. We would love to follow up with you and let you know how we can reach the schools in your area. Uh, you've guys seen the youth pastors. Some of them will come and speak at our events. Some of them will lead small studies. Uh, some of them will just simply hang out and just come, bring some pizza and sit in on the clubs. So there's so many different ways to get involved. Uh, we'd love to connect you in your area. So please fill out the response card over here. And uh, that concludes our time together. Uh, if you are done, you're free to head on to your next uh, session. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Please do fill out the cards, though. <laughs>